Island Church in Galveston, Texas, welcomes you to our podcast. Be encouraged by Pastor Rusty Martin as he teaches the Word of God. Praise God. John chapter 15 this morning. Let me read a portion of Scripture and more. Trust God for revelation. Amen. It says in verse 1 of John chapter 15, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. It says in the Amplified, um, excuse me, not in the Amplified, in the Passion Bible, I am the true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. Now, if I were to title this this morning, I would title it this. You are chosen. Now, let's let's get an understanding first of all, because the most important perspective we can have is not the perspective we get from the news media, not the perspective we get from the government, not the perspective we get from, from education, not the perspective we get from anything. The most important perspective we have in life is our, pers- our perspective we get from God, how God sees things. All right. All right. Now let me just say this, this will help you. How does God sees you, see you? Let me, let me just make this very clear because there's so much that the world and the devil and they put so much value and right now there's a real tendency toward this world system to devalue humanity. The problem with the earth is that there's too many people. We're eating up all the food. We're drinking up all the water. We're using up all the gasoline. Did you know that's all a lie? Did you know the most valuable thing on planet earth to God or from God's perspective is you? It's you and it's me. You are so valuable to God. You are God's treasure. The Bible says we are God's garden. We are God's husbandry. And every time God refers to us believers, especially in this new covenant, He talks about us producing the character of God and the provision of God through our lives. God wants to bless you. Amen. Amen. Now let me read here a little bit. There's a couple of scriptures I want to hit. That was verse 1. Go down to verse 7. Verse 7. If you abide in me and my words abide in you. Another word for abide is to live. If you live in me and my words live in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you. Now that's red letters in my Bible. But you're going to have to abide in God. Amen. Now another scripture real quick. I like this one. Verse 16. This is our jumping off scripture. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. And whatsoever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. Hallelujah. Thank God. Now, let let me just, let's hit this idea of being chosen because there's so much. And you know, You know me, I'm no expert on anything, but I do study the Word and I can hear from the Holy Ghost. Now, the concept of being chosen has been misrepresented by religion actually for about the last 400 years. Remember the two facets of Christianity which came out of a German Bible school over 400 years ago 
which is not based in the New Testament. It's based in the minds of men. And out of these two men that came out of this Bible school came two different thoughts of doctrine. Number one was the doctrine of predestination or Calvinism which God has everything under control. God has already, He's already planned everything out. Every I is dotted. Every T is crossed. He knows, who, he knows who's going to get saved. He, know who's, he knows who's not going to get saved. Uh, he knows uh, what's going to happen with all the nations, with everything that's going on. Did you know that's not true? That doctrine really talks about how God's in charge of every little molecule of the earth. He's not. He's the creator of it all. But He gave it to man and man messed it up. Then the other side of that, the other side or the other doctrine that came out of that Bible school was the doctrine of works. You got to work to be saved. You got to work to stay saved. You got you to work to be healed. You got to work to do this. You got to work to do that. It's all caught up in works. Neither one of them are right. Now let me help you. Number one, when Jesus rose from the dead, the entire planet earth became available or salvation became available to the entire planet. Amen. Now think, think about God, about how much faith he has and about how good he is. You know, we use this for years and I, I've even said it myself. I've given altar calls. I've given altar calls in beautiful cathedrals and in jungle clearings. And we've seen everyone from one or two people coming to hundreds of people coming and giving their hearts to the Lord. But here's the thing. In Christ, God includes everybody. Yeah. Every person. Yeah. Every person. Amen. Yeah. You've got to understand that every person, every person on planet earth has the potential to be born again, has the potential to receive the life of God, but not every person receives it, but every person it's been made available to, to the point that we used to use the term, come down, get saved, God will write your name in the Lamb's book of life. You ever heard that? Did you know that's not true? Did you know the day you got born onto the planet... Actually, I don't believe that. I believe the day you were conceived. I believe the day you were conceived, God wrote your name in the Lamb's book of life. And all your life, God gives you. All your life, God gives you. All your life, God gives you to get born again, to find out about Jesus. And while you're living on the planet, He's pursuing you. He's coming after you. People are preaching the gospel. People are good, doing good works. People are loving you. People are doing all kinds of things so that you can see Jesus in people. Yes. Amen? Then once you step up and you make that decision, I'm going to get born again. I'm going to believe in my heart. I'm going to, I'm going to confess with my mouth. Just like God had included everybody in Christ. He doesn't take your name out of the book till you live your life out rejecting Jesus. What a good God. But then once you accept Him, you know what He says? You're chosen. Now you've stepped into predestination. Because I have predestined you to be made in the likeness and the image of my Son, Jesus Christ. So every one of us that are born again, just think, God, Back in, the, back in the, uh, the, the, the vast realms of eternity, God came up with all these billions and billions of plans. Every individual person that would ever be born upon planet Earth, He has a plan for them and a plan for them in India and a plan for them in Africa and a plan for them in Central America and a plan for them in Galveston, Texas. He has a plan for every person. And when you get born again, you step right into that plan. Even though God came up with it eons of time ago, now it becomes relevant to your life. 
the plan of God for your life. God loves you, God cares for you, and God has chose you in Christ. Amen. Oh, i got to read the scripture. Let me read this scripture again now. Verse 16. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. I'm glad you're so excited about that. Could you think what a tragedy it would be to live your life out on the earth, whether on the good side or the bad side? You say, what do you mean by that? Well, whether you just live as a beggar somewhere or you live as a rich man somewhere and to die and go to a sinner's hell when you don't have to. You don't have to. You can be born again. You can be, you can be delivered from the sin lifestyle. You can be chosen in Christ. You've not chosen me, but I've chosen you and ordained you. Now here, that you should go and bring forth fruit. Everybody say, bring forth fruit. Say, well, what does that mean? That means all of the fruit of what the new birth produces. All of the spiritual fruit, which is your patience, your long-suffering, your love, your faith, all of that. And then not only that, he wants you to bring forth what I like to call ministry fruit. You say, well, I'm not a minister. Yes, you are. Everybody say that. I'm a minister. Oh, say it like you mean it. You're all ministers. You're called to bring the Word of God to the world that you live in, to be a minister of reconciliation, to lay hands on the sick, to cast out devils, to be a man or a woman of God, not just a man or a woman of God, but a man or woman of God's power and anointing and God's Word and ability. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, now, this is going to be tough. Ephesians is a, one of those books, you start reading scriptures, you just got to preach on every one of them. It's good, amen. God has chosen you. He has chosen to choose you. He has chosen to love you. He has chosen to save you. Now listen to this. I, I, want, I want some of these people that are believing God for healing, especially some of you that have had uh, what, what we would call uh, these life diseases that they tell you got to live with your whole life. Amen. God has chosen to heal you. Amen. I said God has chosen to heal you. Yeah. Say that out loud. So let your own ears hear. Say God has chosen to heal me. Say that again. God has chosen to heal me. Now say this. I choose. I choose to be healed. Well, I tell you, there's a lot of faith in that right there. Amen. He's chosen to bless you. He wants you to be blessed financially. He wants your business blessed. He wants you blessed in your job. He wants you blessed in every... He wants all you put your hand to to prosper. He's chosen to comfort you. The difficult times of life. He's chosen to do you good and not to do you harm. Now, let me read here for just a minute. Help me, Lord. Oh, Jesus. King James Version, Paul, the apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints which are at Galveston, to the faithful in Jesus or in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God, God our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, now notice this, hath, that's past tense, hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. Listen to it in the, in the, in the Passion Bible. My name is Paul and I was chosen by God to be an apostle of Jesus the Messiah, 
I'm writing this letter to the devoted believers who have been made holy by being one with Jesus, the anointed one. Amen. May God himself, the heavenly father of our Lord Jesus Christ, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Now listen, I said this in, my, in our introduction Lee and I have been in, we'll be celebrating 35 uh, years of marriage uh, this coming August, August the 9th. And I preached or ministered for two years before I met her. So I'm literally 37 years into this. I've never stood in front of people. I've never stood in front of a church congregation, a crusade congregation, a conference congregation or any kind of gathering of people in which my total focus and attention was not, was, was to impart something, minister something, release something by the Spirit that will help you. Amen. I mean, what are we doing if we're not helping people? Yeah. Yeah. I said, what, what are we doing if we're not helping? They said, well, I don't need a lot of help, then I'm teaching you so you can help others around you. Amen. People, now listen to me, church. People need help today. I mean, people, just, just a year and a half of conditioning has brought a lot of people into fear. I don't really, I don't really look at the numbers that have to do with, with COVID. or I look at the numbers of the residual of the suicides and what's going on in the, in the mental, mental health area where people are they're freaking out. They're scared to death. Every news report is a negative one. Well, you can't take a whole lot of that. Negative after negative after negative after negative after negative after negative over and over Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, over and over. Listen, if you're saturating yourself with that, no wonder you're miserable. Cut that, turn that dial off. Get into the Word of God. Download some of the things off of our, off of our podcast. We've got people that are sending offerings because they're listening to our podcast every day they listen to it. Every day they're getting built up. Every day they're being healed. Every day they're being delivered. You say, why? Because the Word does the work. The Word brings help to hurting people. And God has chosen us in Christ to impart grace to us so that that grace might be shared. Everybody say shared. Now, a couple more scriptures. Boy, this is Ephesians 1's a tough one. Now notice, according, this is back to King James, verse 4, according, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundations of the world. Now that would almost sound like predestination right there. But there's one little word there that takes out the predestination. You say, what is that? That's the word us. You say, what do you mean by that? It's a choice. You choose to be born again. You choose to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. Now let me just, a little rabbit tra trail just for a moment. What we determine there is a little meat on a rabbit, amen? amen? The most valuable thing you possess, you may have $10 billion in a bank account, is still not more valuable than your choice. Because with your choice, you can do anything you want to with that money. You can increase it or you can reduce it. You say, well, I, I know somebody's got 10 tons of gold. It's not more valuable than their choice. Your, your choice is your most valuable asset. 
And listen, I'm this way. Leah's the pastor. Leah's this way. We're all this way. We are the sum total, our lives, the way we are, the way we feel, what we possess is the sum total of the choices that we've made. But listen, we're living in a day and an hour in which God is laying out a plan before us in which we can choose Him, choose His plan, choose His purpose. Now, now here's the thing, and you've got to get this dynamic. The more you choose of God, the more it begins to take you away from this world system. The more it begins to move you away from the ideas, from the character, from the personality, from the power of this wicked, fallen world system. So you want that departure from that to continue and to increase. And you do not want to make a U-turn and come back to where you were. Can I get a better amen than that? You say, well, there ain't nothing back there you won't. You didn't leave anything in the trash pile. That's what the Apostle Paul called it. He didn't call it the trash pile. He used a, he used a, he used a stronger word than that. Amen. But you didn't leave anything in the trash pile that you need. Keep moving forward. Go forward in God. I don't care who you are. I don't care how rich or poor you are. I don't care what your condition in life is. You can change. If you're born again, you've stepped into the destiny of God. You are now chosen by Him. He wants to get into your life. He wants to begin to work on you and help you to become so much more than you can be for yourself. Mm-mm-mm. According as He has chosen us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us into the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. Now let me just say this. If you'll go study, do a little Bible study on what gives God pleasure. I mean, if you want anybody happy... You want God happy. If you want to go study what it looks like to have a mad God, go study the Old co Covenant, the Old Testament. Those guys had a way of making God mad. And when he got mad, the funeral business flourished. <laughs> Amen. But he's not mad anymore. He got real happy when Jesus rose from the dead. And now we live in a dispensation called the acceptable year of the Lord, a time of God's grace, a time of God's mercy. God's not judging anybody yet. But honey, there are some wages of sin that are showing up and manifesting that almost look like judgment. Amen? But you've got to understand, God, when you got born again, God sees you as His child. And just like any good parent, a parent has a predestined idea of what he hopes his child will turn out to be. The same thing is true of God. He doesn't see you poor. He doesn't see you sick. He doesn't see you depressed. He doesn't see you... Listen, you've got to begin to see yourself as God sees you. Then through the confession of your heart and the faith that comes out of your spirit, man, you begin to line your life up exactly with the way that God predestined you to be. I've, I've, I've had some testimonies. Back when I was backslidden, you know, I mean, my, that didn't stop my parents from continuing to serve God and continuing to have people over to their house who served God. And, you know, there they'd be on a Saturday night on a prayer meeting and be going on. And I'd come walking in, you know, half 
stoned out of my mind. And you know what? Nobody ever got mad. Nobody ever got upset. But many times I'd walk in there and somebody would say, hey, Rusty, I've got a word for you. You know what it would be? It would be something that God was saying about me in ministry. And I'd go, oh, yeah, you don't understand. I've been out smoking weed all night. I've been out doing this. I've been out doing that. But see, God refused to see me any other way than the way he predestined me to be. He saw me as a preacher. He saw me as a man of God. So anytime I got around to somebody that was flowing in the Holy Ghost, they said the same thing God says about me. And that's true of you also. Amen. I got to read. I love this in the, in the uh, Passion Bible. Listen to this. It says, May God himself, the heavenly Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, this is in verse... Uh, the end of verse, uh, what is it, three there or four there, uh, uh, release grace over you and impart total well-being into your lives. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already been lavished upon us as a love gift from our wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, all because He sees us wrapped into Christ. That's why we celebrate Him with all of our hearts. God sees you in Christ. He doesn't see you sick. He doesn't see you broke. He doesn't see you depressed. He doesn't see you barely getting along. He sees you in Christ Jesus. And listen, the, the, the previous scripture where it says, now he has blessed us with what? All spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen. That's why the amens are so weak. Because you don't understand that. So I'm going to help you. Amen. People say, I don't need no spiritual blessings. I need some money. I don't need no spiritual blessings. I need my body's hurting. I need to be healed. I don't need no spiritual blessings. I've been depressed. Well, first of all, you got to understand. Now, now listen, don't get in the ditch with this, but you're going to have to hear what I'm fixing to say. That's all God could do. According to the legality of His own word. He could make everything right, everything perfect, everything the way He wanted it to be in one realm. You say, what realm is that? The spirit realm. It would have been illegal for Him to invade into the realm of the senses of the mind. That would have been illegal. You say, why? Because the terms of redemption for this dispensation declare exactly what God was going to do and exactly how He was going to interact with humanity. And how He was going to interact with humanity is He was going to provide the new birth for people to get born again. Then He was going to lay up in the spirit realm everything any person who is born again would ever need to live a godly life on this earth. It's there. Everybody say it's there. Yes. Say it's there. Yes. Now see here's well, Pastor, you says it's in the spirit, so you know that's kind of that's kind of like the air. No, it's not. The spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. The not the spirit realm didn't come from the natural. The natural came from the spirit. And because God has laid up all the spiritual blessings, financial, physical, your business, your family, your marriage, you name it, it's been laid up. Then he said this: I've got something I want you to flow in. I got something I want you to operate in. And it really makes me happy when you walk by faith, live by faith, stand in faith, declare your faith. If you will do that, then you will unload from the spirit realm into the natural realm everything that you need to live a godly life. Now, here's the, 
Here's the key. You're going to have to help me, Lord. One of the greatest tools of the adversary is your resistance. You say resistance to what? Resistance to God. Did you know we resist God? That it's in our nature because our nature was fallen, but then we got a new nature when we got born again. So what really resists God is your mind and your flesh. God has laid up a standard, a way that we should serve Him upon the earth. He doesn't want us bound by drugs or alcohol, and He doesn't want us bound by greed or lust. Amen? He wants us free. He wants us free. Jesus said, if, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall give you freedom or make you free. The truth that you know makes you free. Not the truth makes you free. It's the truth that you know that makes you free. Amen? So he wants us to recognize and realize that, yeah, you're down here on the earth, and you've been born again, and your spirit, man, is sealed into the day of redemption. But you've got a mind and you've got flesh that built into that mind and flesh is the fall. That's right. Your body's cooperating with it. That's why our bodies die. Your mind cooperates with it because that's why we've got to renew our mind with the Word of God on a constant basis or the enemy's going to mess our minds up. Yeah. Amen. God knew there would be resistance in us. So what does He do? He gives us the church. He gave us a Bible. He burst into the spirit realm with the government of God in the church, which is the family of God. He gives us the word of God. Then what we talk, we've been talking about on Wednesday night, the weapons, the, the, the armor, the gifts of God, all the things that God has done to help us overcome. Now listen to me. Help us to overcome our minds and our flesh because God knows if we use our most valuable asset, which is our choice then we'll have to have faith. So He gives us the Word to give us faith so that we can unload all the spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You know, I guess people think that, you know, uh, you get to a level of ministry or you get to a level of serving God that you want to do everything. You want to, oh, he just, they want to pray, they want to stuff. No, it's still an effort. I've, listen, I've prayed with some of the most powerful men of God that ever lived in the previous generation. You know how they prayed? They prayed by choice. They made themselves pray. Even guys that had been praying 60 years, people that had ministries of intercession, had to make the choice. I'm going to go pray today. I don't feel like praying. don't want to pray. I don't have time to pray. I'm going to make time to pray. I'm going to pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Study the Word of God is the same way. Living for God is the same way. You begin to resist the resistance with the power that God puts into your life. Amen. Whatever you're feeding, if you feed that resistance, it's going to get stronger, it's going to get stronger, it's going to get stronger, and you'll eventually resist your way out of the favor of God. And honey, let me just say this. This ain't the day to be doing that. This is not the day to be doing that, church. This is a time we're living in a dispensation which at any moment there could be the shout of an archangel, there could be the shout of a trump of God, and every person that is doing the will of God in the earth will be taken in a moment in the twinkling of an eye, and I don't want to be sitting here looking like a duck in a rainstorm. Where did everybody go? You know where they went. Amen. Here's my keys right here. You can have the keys. 
Just come open it up and have church all you want to. Amen? You got to be ready. You got to be serving God. He has predestined you to be blessed. Now, let me wind this up. I can't get, I get into Ephesians, I'll tell you. Verse 4, He chose us to be His very own, joining us to Himself even before He laid the foundation of the universe. Because of His great love, He ordained us so that we would be seen as holy in His eyes with an unstained innocence. Oh my goodness, if anybody restores your innocence, it's God. For it's always in His perfect plan to, uh, listen to this, to adopt us as His delightful children through our union with Jesus, the Anointed One, so that His tremendous love that cascades over all of us would glorify His grace for the same love He has loved His beloved One, Jesus, He has for us. And this unfolding plan brings Him great pleasure. That means the further you go into this, the happier God gets about. I like God being happy with me. Amen. You, ever, you know when God's happy with you? Does anybody know? That's when He does things for you you don't even ask for. That's how you end up with something you think, I didn't pray for this. Where did this come from? And God said, well, I just kind of dig you. You know, I mean, you, you, you're serving me. You're praying. You're, you, you, you know, I, I just looking around heaven thought you might like something. So I just threw this down for you. Here you go. Take this. Have this. Do this. Go. And I thought to myself, my goodness, why is, why is this in my life? And the Lord would say, because you please me. Your worship pleases me. Your giving pleases me. Your obedience pleases me. Your choice pleases me. When you are pleasing God, it shows up in your life. Mm -mm. Since we're now joined to Christ, we have been given the treasure of redemption by His blood, the total cancellation of our sins. That helps me. The total cancellation of our sin. All because, all because of the cascading riches of His grace. This, I love this word, this super abundant grace is already powerfully working in us, releasing in us all forms of wisdom and practical understanding. And through the revelation of the anointing one, he unveiled his secret desires to us, the hidden mystery of his long range plan, which he has, which he has delighted to implement from the very beginning of time, and because of God's unfailing purpose, this detailed plan will reign supreme throughout every period of time. Now, did you get that? Now, come on. Uh, let me read that again. You need to hear that. And because of God's unfailing purpose... His detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax. No, you're not. Let me try Let me try it again. Already, everybody open up your ears. Hear this with your spirit. Now listen to it. And because of God's unfailing purpose... Now let's stop just right there. You are chosen. Amen. You're chosen by God to be chosen. You're chosen to be saved. You're chosen to be loved. You're chosen to be healed. You're chosen to be comforted. You're chosen by God. You are chosen by God. Amen. 
That's his plan. Well, it looks like his plan's going to fail. The Republicans are going to take over. The Democrats are going to take over. The Communists are going to take over. This one's going to... No, it is an unfailable plan. It cannot fail. No matter who tries to take over, God's plan will not fail. And that's his plan to bless you, his plan to heal you, the plan to keep you safe, the plan to keep you prosperous. The plan. People say, oh man, I'm so afraid of all that's going on. Why? You're serving God and nothing he does has failure built into it. I've got to preach myself happy. So let me read it again. Because of God's unfailing purpose. This detailed plan will reign supreme through every period of time until the fulfillment of all ages finally reaches its climax when God makes all things new in heaven and earth through Jesus. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God. Some of you guys, listen. You believe in God for healing. Uh, diabetes, arthritis, all these things that try to get on you with these lifetime diseases. You need to tell God, wait, wait, wait. You need to tell the disease, wait, wait, wait. You can't live in my body. I'm chosen by God. God has, God has put an eviction notice on you. You cannot live in my body. You cannot live on the inside of me. I rebuke you. I reject you. And I choose to receive from the blessings in heavenly places my healing into my physical body. Choose to be healed. Choose to be blessed. Amen? Amen. Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God. We are His. Claimed by God as His own inheritance before we were even born. He gave us our destiny that we would fulfill, fulfill the plan of God who always, who always, who always accomplishes every purpose and plan of his heart. Amen. Now, if I keep going, we'll be here till 2 o'clock. So I'm going to stop right there. Amen? You say, well, 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 how does this help me? You're talking about wanting to help me. One of the greatest hindrances to receiving from God is the enemy using your past mistakes against you and making you feel like, well, you know, now I know why I'm not healed. Don't ever fall for that lie. Now I know why I haven't prospered. Now I know. Now listen, if it's, if, it's, if it's along the subject of knowledge, then that's okay because if you didn't have the knowledge, then you were ignorant. Not stupid. You just didn't have the knowledge. Amen. But now that you got the knowledge... And you know how to apply, you have you know how to apply the knowledge. Don't let the adversary become the one who continually imparts to your mind excuses for why you have not received. Now let me help you with this. This this, this will be my closing. We'll be done. You say, what do you mean? Anything you receive from God, when you get it, you say this: I believe I receive it, I shall have it. Mark chapter 11. That's, that's correct. That's scriptural. I believe I... So when, when people walk up to you, you know, I mean, maybe it's your leg. So you, you've had problems with your leg for five years. So you're walking around, limping around, limping around. And so you come up and you get prayed for and you say, well, I believe I receive healing. So you, you, you go limping back. And so you meet someone out in the parking lot and say, well, it looks like it didn't work. Yeah. You're still limping. Oh, I am? Yeah, well, I guess you're right. Maybe I'll find another church where the pastor has more power. Amen. Maybe I'll find another church where they sing better. 
Maybe, maybe they want, maybe go someplace where they, they don't take offerings. That, yeah, that'd be a good place for me to get healed, you know. <laughs> Amen. Always remember, the one that imparts the excuses is your enemy. Amen. So while you're limping, you say this, no, 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 I am healed. And the devil says, now you're a liar because you're still limping. You still got pain in your leg. You have to go home and take that medication. So you want to, no, I am healed by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe I receive it and I shall have it. And I'm not waiting around. I'm not waiting around waiting on the manifestation. That's where people miss it right there. Well, I know I'm healed. I'm just waiting for the manifestation. You've just declared your doubt. Because your faith is in the manifestation. Did you get that? See, I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you. Well, I'm just, I, Pastor, I, you laid hands on me. I believe I'll receive. So I'm just waiting, which is what? A time measurement. I'm just waiting for the manifestation. No, you're declaring that the manifestation is your proof that you believe you receive. You're not going to get anything that way. That's not the way the system is set up by God. God has set it up that the moment you pray, you believe you receive. Amen. Did you receive healing down there at the altar? Yeah, I did. I saw, so thank God. I believed I received it. That was the point in time in which I believed I received. And now, you know, this limp, I'm not going to even pay any attention to it because it'll go away sooner or later. It's no big deal. But here's the deal. I believe I receive it. It's mine. Healing is mine. I'm the healed of God. Thank you, Father, for my... And so you may limp another day. You may limp another week. You may limp another year. But if you stay with that, eventually you'll just start walking straight. You won't even notice you're not limping anymore. You say, why? Because you believe you receive. You believe you receive. It's that simple. You're not denying that you have the problem. But it all finds its, how can I say this? It's reality in this point. God loves you. God would do nothing to withhold his healing power. He would do nothing to withhold prosperity. He would do nothing to withhold peace. He would do nothing to withhold nothing. The hindrances are down here where we are. It's all down here in this realm. That's why we fight principalities and powers. That's why we pray in the Holy Ghost. That's why we stand. That's why we use the name of Jesus. That's why we use the authority because we're going to be active in this realm. So from that realm, there'll be a free conduit of flowing blessing, not just into our lives, but into our meetings, into our ministry. People tell me things that I, that, that we walked into the service the other night at the conference we went to. Service was over and this man walked up to me and he was all straight, you know, and just happy and bubbling. And he said, he said, uh, I just had to come tell you that three years ago I was at the bottom of the barrel. He said, I was at the lowest point of my life. I have never been so low. Uh, will you stand in there listening to him? I've never been so low in my life as I was three years ago. And I came up in an altar call at this conference and you prayed for me, gave me a word. He said, now three years later, I'm at the top. This is what he said. He said, I'd just been given a $3.5 billion contract. And after he said that, I just kind of zoned out. I was like... That's what he said. He said, he said, he said, and then he said, he made some off the cuff, cuff remark. Then he said this, and don't, don't worry, this blessing, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. And so Lee and I said, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. Glory to God. Amen. People are getting helped. People are getting blessed. Not by our personality, but by the Word of God. 
And the Word of God that comes to you every Sunday, every Wednesday, if you'll just get a hold of that Word, it is more than enough to help you realize, hey, hey, you know, I'm a child of God. Not pride, not pride, no. I'm a child of God. That's so humbling. God loves me. God favors me. I'm the blessed of God. He chose me in Christ before the foundation of the world. I've responded to His love. And then life becomes what? A continual response to His love, to His blessing, to His power, to His anointing. And I guarantee you, once you get that in your life, you can't help but share it. Amen. Amen. Amen? You know, preachers get discouraged like anybody else. Does anybody know that? And, uh, oh, it's been maybe three or four months into this. We had shut down the church, went on live stream, came back, church had come back. And so, you know, things were, we were just, we were just day by day, week by week, trusting God, serving God. Amen. Doing what God had, had, had called us to do. And so I was praying one day and the Lord spoke to me. He kind of said it to me like this. I need to talk to you. And I know when God talks to me like that, I'm, I'm fixing to, you know. And this is what he said. Keep serving me with all of your heart, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And I told God, I don't know how to do it anymore. I'm doing all I know to do. And the Lord said, bingo. That's why the way you serve God requires you to hire people to help you serve God. I thought, what? And the Lord says, look at the people I've gathered around you. Look at your staff that you have. Have you ever missed a paycheck or a Christmas? I said, no. He said, you've had to hire people to help you serve God. All right, God. I thought, well, that is, that's encouraging. <laughs> Amen? Um, when you have to hire people to help you serve God, that's pretty encouraging. And he said, not only that, you serving God is blessing multitudes of people, not just in the church, but through our live stream, through the conferences we do when we go on mission trips. He says, don't let the devil give you excuses when times are tough to make you think that the pleasure of God is not in your success because it still is. Now let me say this. We'll close. God's pulling for you. He has faith in His Word. He has faith in what He has done for you in Christ Jesus. And let me just say this. He has faith in you. That's why He predestined you that once you made the choice to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, He just went through His little computer screen and says, Ah, there it is right there. There's old Larry right there. Let's pull him out of that world system and let's put him in to what I have chosen for him. Amen? I mean, there's Trey. Look at him down there. He doesn't even know nothing. And I'm just going to I'm just gonna begin to send people across his path. People are going to pray. He thinks he's going that way, but he ain't going that way. He's coming back this way. And next thing you know, Trey chooses Jesus. He gets born again. And God goes over there and he says, I've been waiting for Trey. Here's that plan. Here's what I've chosen him for. And it's like that for every one of us. And if God, listen, if God's got to hire people to help you serve him, he will do it. Yeah. Glory to God. I don't preach myself happy. Lift your hands and worship God. Father, thank you so much that you love us and care for us so much that you've chosen us in Christ Jesus, predestined us to be made in the likeness and image of God. Thank you, Father, that every person, when they leave this building today, they realize the value 
not the value of a political organization, not the value of, a, of, a, of a somebody doing research for how they're going to sell soap tomorrow. No, but the value of God. Every person here today is valued by God and loved unconditionally. Thank you, Lord. Every head bowed, every eye closed, just for, just for a moment, just for a second. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you living right? Or are you doing right? Have you accepted that which God has prepared for you? I know many times our own ego, our own ambition, it gets strong, it rises up, but there's nothing more valuable than the plan of God and the will of God for your life. If you're here this morning, you say, Pastor, I'm not living right. I'm not doing right. I need to get right with God this morning. Please pray with me. If that's you, lift your hand real quick and put it down. Anyone at all. Don't be afraid or ashamed. We love you. We're not going to embarrass you. Anyone at all. Look around with me, ushers. Help me. Anyone at all. Say, that's me, Pastor. I need to be right with God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise God. Amen. Well, that's good because here's what you need to do this week. You need to go find you somebody that's not right with God. You need to encourage them. You need to bless them. You need to tell them about Jesus. You need to bring them to church. Amen. Amen. Let your life be an outreach. Every one of us are commissioned by God. That means, that means we are chosen for a purpose. Amen. Then we are anointed by God. That's where our authority is. That's where our power is. Listen, we don't have time to re-preach another sermon, but here's the thing. Of all the powers in the earth, you think about how powerful some of these, some of these institutions are, are flexing their muscles. Political power, medical power, social power, all these powers. There's no power higher than the power that's in you. Christ in you, the hope of glory, is greater than any political, any social, any kind of power whatsoever. And thank God that power is working for us, in us, and through us to bless our lives and to be a blessing to people. Amen. Praise God. Stand on your feet. Father, we bless your name this morning. This is the tradition of Island Church. We declare our protection. We declare our safety. We thank you, Father, that we're surrounded by angels, that your word is predominant and preeminent in our life. Wherever we go, whatever we do, in the plan of God, the will of God, we are protected. We are safe. No evil befalls us. No plague comes to our dwelling place. Angels have charge over us. So we declare on these highways, Lord, my goodness, have we ever needed protection as we do on these highways? Not only the way people drive, but all these crazy people shooting at people. We say no in the name of Jesus. No in the name of Jesus. The highways, the airways, the seaways, the railways, other ways of travel, transportation. Thank you that we're kept and protected. All of us, Lord, we have resources that we handle, our businesses, our jobs. We declare your protection. No evil plans of wicked men. No traps, wiles of the devil. We stand against the diseases, the epidemics, the pandemics, the variances. You're not bigger than God. And we declare health, healing, deliverance, and protection over all that we put our hand to. And we thank you, Father, that you prosper it. Lord, let a compassion come into our heart. The only way I can describe it is that when we see hurting people, crying humanity, 
sighing in their sins, having no answer. Lord, we're the ones. We're the bearers of your name. We're the carriers of your presence. We ask that you would open doors for all of us this week to be an answer to people's prayer, problem to the devil, a miracle in someone's life. We ask it in Jesus' name. Fathers, we leave today. We walk in faith and love towards you. We love you so much. We leave walking in love one toward another. Thank you for our church. We leave as the ambassadors of Christ you've called us to be. Thanking you, Lord, here at Island Church. We're covered by the blood, empowered by the Word, anointed by the Holy Ghost. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Island Church's podcast. To find out more information about Island Church in Galveston, Texas, visit our website at islandchurchgalveston.com. Hallelujah, Jesus.